Hello, and welcome to Chumbology, a Chumbawamba anthology podcast. On this podcast, we are digging song by song, album by album, through the discography of one of the most overlooked bands of all time, Third Eye Blind. <laughs> no, it's Chumbawamba. How's it going, Teddy? That'd be a real, a real hard pivot if we just switched over to Third Eye Blind like halfway in. Although not as not as hard as it could be. They They were both hot around the same time. That's true. I think it'd be really funny if we just um, kept naming the tracks like they were about Chumbawamba, but just switched bands like every six episodes so no one had any idea what the fuck was going on if they decided to dive into the middle. Just like picked yeah. up an episode and we're just like, oh yeah, but we just wanted to know more about this Chumbawamba song and we're like, today on 311 Fan Zone, like, here's all the lyrics to Amber Backwards. <laughs> this is my Mudvayne yeah. podcast. <laughs> this is this is the Diggity-Dare Hour did you see um, the lead singer of Saliva is uh, rejoining the band for a new album in 2020? I had not thought about the band Saliva in years, except I feel like Dom mentioned them to me. I feel like that's a band that Dom would be into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and welcome to our Saliva cast. Yeah. This is our Saliva Watch 2020, folks. Yeah, welcome. We're the we're the salivators. Um, this is yeah. Saliva cast. <laughs> <laughs> we... Today's song is the saliva classic, uh, Coca Colonization. <laughs> in, in case you're a big a big chumba head already listening to this, you know that there are no lyrics to this song. Um, just a sample at the yep. end. So uh, we're, we got a lot of bullshitting to do uh, here on Saliva yeah. Saliva Cast 420. Saliva Cast. <laughs> saliva chat. Saliva talk. We could be the the saliva siblings. <laughs> We're talking about click click boom today. It's, it's um it's it's the okay okay but seriously seriously back to like, business. You know, fun and fun and games are fun and all, but <laughs> um we have to remember we are chumbologists by trade and we don't want to. This is a serious field. We we, <laughs> we don't want to step. We don't want to step to the throne of our colleagues in the saliva studies department. I I didn't um, get a uh, a doctorate in chumbology. For, to talk about saliva, yeah, yeah, I talk about saliva in my leisure time. This is this is, uh, <laughs> this is, this I'm, is I'm on the clock right now. <laughs> this is what pays the bills. Yeah. Uh, so today's song uh, is "Coca Colonization," the eighth track on Chumbawamba's debut album. Pictures of starving children sell records, starvation, charity, and rock and roll lies and traditions. And Teddy, we're uh, we're almost to the end of the first album. Yeah, we're almost there. Uh, this is song eight out of eleven, right? Yeah, eleven. Uh, ten. 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 There's Shit. two more. All right, this is song eight out of ten, so not bad. That yeah. that's if we handed this assignment in right now, we'd probably get a B. Yeah, assuming yeah. a solid B minus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a B minus. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> um, you know, it, we're not doing too bad for something we decided to do impulsively in our band group chat. Yeah, I mean, our band was also something we decided to do impulsively, and that's not bad either, so <laughs> look yeah, at us. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, look at us. Maybe we should just follow our impulses more and stop putting thought into things. Yeah, just YOLOing our way through life. Yeah. 
Um, so while we're here, you know, as we approach the end of this first album, uh, we are going to do a recap episode at the end of each album, kind of like gathering our our thoughts and uh, final impressions of the album as a whole. You know, we've been doing track by track so far, and like I think it'd be cool to gather our impressions of like the the, the whole thing once we've talked about each song. So uh, we've got this episode, and then one next week for track nine and then another for track 10. And then so three weeks from now, we're going to be doing uh, an album recap. And uh, if you, our listeners, have uh, anything you'd like to share with us about the album Pictures of Starving Children sell records. uh, Or about our podcast in general. If you want to send us hate mail, if you want to send us love mail, if you want us to to shout out to your mom, if you want us to propose to your fiance for for you, we'll, we'll do that on the podcast. I'd feel really weird about that last one, but you I'll know, if if, yeah, if if you want to do it, we'll do it. We will. Maybe. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine the type of person who proposes to their uh, partner um, with with a Chumbawamba themed podcast. But you know, there's someone out there for everyone, right? A bunch of people got proposed through uh, my brother, my brother and me, and that's like objectively like a weird podcast. I feel like we're about as as not as big, but as normal a subject as. Like three dudes from West Virginia talking about Yahoo Answers. Yeah, that's true, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, if if you have anything you want to share with us about uh about the show and specifically about the album, we're gonna be uh you know we're kind of putting together what the format of that album recap is gonna be. Uh, so you know we're probably gonna incorporate some uh some listener feedback into there. You know, tell us. Tell us what your favorite track on the album is. Tell us if you liked the album, if you hated it. Uh, some obscure fact about the UK in the 80s. You know, I know we have some UK listeners, which is pretty badass. Uh, yeah, so uh, the email address is chumbologypod at gmail.com. You can also send us fan art if you want to draw me and Dan as the Chumbawamba baby. Um, that yeah. would be great, too. <laughs> I, I really want to... I, I really want to... Um, see what people think I look like just based on the sound of my voice. <laughs> you look like the Chumbawamba baby. Dan and I both actually had intensive plastic surgery to both look exactly <laughs> like the, the tub-thumping Chumbawamba baby. <laughs> That's my in-transition goal. That's the, the ideal non-binary body is the Chumbawamba baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, purple skin, a giant mouth. <laughs> Um, you could also Holy DM babe. us your your questions or uh, comments at our Twitter, yeah. which we always plug at the end of the show. But it is uh, Chumbology Rocks. Yeah. yeah, pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to hear. You know, uh, we're eight episodes in now, and just kind of starting to realize that podcasts don't have to be two nerds talking in a void. You know, we can have some kind of interaction with the people who are listening to it, the people who are so kind to take some time out of their day to, to listen to our bullshit. Yeah. So, so thank you for that. Send us your spam, and uh, yeah. Send us your chain letters. S- send yeah. Send sign us up for a bunch of spam mail so we, we get. Uh... Get some notifications. Really brings yeah, my day. I, <laughs> I really want to see the things that like your baby boomer aunt sends you. That's like you must forward this to thirteen people or die. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're usually a little more subtle than that, I guess. But <laughs> let's start our own chain letter, and then you can sign your aunt up for it, and we'll radicalize her for you. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Send. <laughs> 
<laughs> send this to 20 people or uh, Bernie Sanders and Barack Obama will come for your guns and your Medicaid. Yeah, Barack Hussein Obama. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to come for your guns and your and your 401ks and your your other stuff that you're afraid of losing. Um, and then it's just a link to our podcast. <laughs> That's some real good guerrilla marketing. That is a flawless marketing plan. <laughs> All right, should we actually talk about the song? Now? Yeah, as as we mentioned before, there there really aren't any lyrics to this song. There is one sample of um, one of the vocalists of Chumbawamba singing the the words. So I think, I mean, it's a nice sound. It's a happy sound, and it's not doing anybody harm, anybody any harm. And that that kind of loops a few times at the end, right before it goes into a. Uh, Sample, another sample, um, this one is from a Coca-Cola commercial. If you cannot tell by the name, the Coca-Cola colonization, uh, this song, as much as it can be about anything, is about Coca-Cola and their colonization of the world. Yeah, and, and, and this quote, this sample at the end of the song uh, from the Coca-Cola ad, first off, it's creepy as fuck. Yeah, I mean, they, like, they put that menacing music over it. I'm going to assume that wasn't part of the original advertisement. I'm sure, but even just just the words of this advertisement are really creepy to me. Yeah. It's nineteen like the the nineteen fifties, like nineteen sixties, like radio ads are always like deeply unsettling. Yeah, this is probably like some obscure radio ad that they somehow got their hands on. In the same vein as like uh, the Armor Hot Dogs ad from a. Uh, uh, a while back, the, and the and armor just, hot like, dogs ad I was able to find just because there's less armor hot dog ads in existence, right? But like Coca Cola, I searched not super hard, but I did a little bit of internet sleuthing and could not come up with uh, where where this ad was originally pulled from. Yeah, same here. It's a mystery. I'd love to, you know, uh, I'd love to speak to the creative minds at Chumbawamba LLC to uh, see you know, where they pulled this from, because it is genuinely terrifying, creepy music or not. Uh, Chumbawamba, come on the show. Well, yeah, (laughs) that's the ultimate goal, right? Like, besides getting Chumbawamba to get back together, the ultimate goal was to have them on the show. (laughs) To talk about where they steal their Coca-Cola samples from. Yeah. That's the only thing we'll ask them about. (laughs) It'll be a bonus episode for the Patreon subscribers. (laughs) Um, But the ad goes... There are no mean people in the world, just thirsty ones. No really bad guys, just guys who are hot and tired and a word I couldn't make out because of, like, a crashing noise. (laughs) Uh, It goes on to say, Coca-Cola can take care of them. There's something good-natured about the taste of Coke, a sort of get-the-chip-off-your-shoulder niceness that lets the real you shine through. In fact, you could say the special kind of goodness in Coke brings out the goodness in people. (laughs) <laughs> like I don't know that's like some some shining level shit it really like, is commercials just, used to be really just like mask off just like drink this and it will make you a better human being consume honestly like consume in order to be a full and and yeah. fully realized human if being. if you don't drink coca-cola everyone <laughs> fucking hates you yeah if you don't drink coca-cola you're a piece of yeah, shit you're a fucking poser you're a fucking like you're you're a, you're a mean guy <laughs> You're a hot and tired guy who needs a Coca-Cola. This episode brought to you by Coca-Cola. The 
back of the vinyl, while it does not include any lyrics, including that sample, it does have two different quotes regarding this song. I'm going to read the first quote now. And that is, uh, the rich world persuades the third world using advertising pressure that their traditional foods are inferior. Establishing nutrition is swat for quick commercial gain. Doctors working in rural, Me- rural Mexican villages report that a family may often sell a few chickens and eggs to buy Coke for the father while the children waste away for lack of protein. This is a quote by Jeffrey Yates. So, I don't know who Jeffrey Yates is either, but good quote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. I wasn't familiar with this. Um, Coca colonization is an actual like scholarly term to refer to like basically cultural imperialism, which is not something I was I was aware of before doing research for this episode. I was I just thought it was like some bullshit that Chumbawamba made up, but basically like the idea is that it it it's, it's a part of the way that the American Empire is is like advancing its imperial interests everywhere right like and it's not only in the way that our country takes land and resources but it also infiltrates other cultures and like replaces things in their cultures with our culture you know uh shitty things like coca-cola not a chumbawamba lyric but there's a uh, flaming tsunamis lyric that uh, mentions this that's uh homogenizing the world so know where you go and uh, no matter where you go you're in america that uh, really describes this act, the uh, cuckoo colonization that they wrote about. I, I believe you pointed out it was in Gain Visibility in a 1994 publication uh, by Reinhold I messed that name up so bad. But um, I wonder <laughs> if that dude was a Chumbawamba fan. I wonder who originally coined the term because, I mean, the album we're yeah. looking at came out a good like eight years before that public uh, oh, that paper was yeah, published. You're right. You're right. I wonder if uh, I wonder if he he like drops a drops a footnote referring back to this album yeah. on there. Wag- I wonder if Chumbawamba did make this up. Wagner, <laughs> come on the show. Yeah, Wag Wagner no, Reinhold Weinhold Wagnerleitners, come on the show. <laughs> I could listen to you try to pronounce this name for hours. It's really nice. All right, that's the rest <laughs> of the show. Wagnerleitner, Wagnerleitner. That's it. This bit's not funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's interesting the way that they that they can um, that Chumbawamba can take a song that is almost entirely instrumental minus for minus two samples and still you know kind of say something with it. Um, they're still making a statement about the expansive reach that America has on other cultures and the way that it kind of like suppresses other cultures into reflecting american values back at it you know and i just think that's really cool that like again you know like the interlude song a couple songs back this could have been or or the commercial break even earlier in the album this could have been just a throwaway like track filler but they're using every inch of space they get on this record to like say something even if it's a even if it's a slight thing like a, a very small thing like just drawing attention to the fact that this concept of coca colonization even exists. Yeah, the uh, they have an ending quote here that ends up being the lyrics to the next song. Um, the ending quote on this, which which does talk about Coca Cola, is and the company director spins the globe, looks into an atlas of the world, a supermarket lifestyle for all, a thousand nations under company control. 
Coca-Cola got machines in every land. No one got the teeth to bite the hand. Stole the labor, their culture, and their lives to create a Coca-Cola paradise. Swallowing their soft drinks and their lies. Let's take the blindfold from our eyes. Which, when I read it, sounds like some bad like high school spoken word poetry. But when, <laughs> when it's sung in the, the next song, which does start out with those lyrics, it is uh, pretty fucking neat. I really don't understand yeah. the format of this back album cover. It really feels like someone did it on Adderall in like 30 minutes. <laughs> they were like, oh shit, this goes to yeah. press in 30 minutes. Oh, what can, this I, what can I whip together? Those are literally just the lyrics to the next song, but they're put under this one. And then under the next song, there's quotes from the Reagan administration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because uh, it, it's another example of how, you know, all throughout this album, there have been like call forwards to like the next song in yeah. the lyrics or the liner notes of the song that come before it. And it, 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 it feels part of me wonders if it's like intentionally like kind of like all blurred together since it's a concept album and everything flows so like neatly into each other or if it was just like a product of how rushed and slapped together like the album art was you know i don't know i wasn't there in the in 1986 but uh it it, it is it is really funny just how diy and ramshackle this entire release feels in so many ways it's probably a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of uh, them trying to, to purposely blend the two, but I, I really think that the, yeah. the placement of this may have been a typo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because all these years later, like, if that was a typo, um, when I was looking for YouTube videos of this song, I found one that was a, um, like, a live recording uh, That's that was, like, a couple of songs from a Chumbawamba concert in the 80s um, that was... Uh, it listed Coca Colonization as the song, but it was actually next week's song that was in the audio. So it's like all, all these years later, 30 years later, still confusing people. Yeah. This is also one of the only yeah. Chumbawamba songs that this is the only name. I have not found anywhere else that it is listed under as anything other than Coca Colonization, other than the fact that the next song in the album is sometimes mislabeled as this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, these last three songs on the album, and we'll get to it, like, as we get to uh, the next two, but these last three songs on the album do kind of just completely just blur together into one long thing, which makes me wonder why, you know, with uh, picture, um, sorry, the uh, How to Get Your Band on Television being just one long take, why they split this one up into three, you know, it, it doesn't seem to have any rhyme or reason to it, and I kind of like the re- the fact that it doesn't. Yeah. So, yeah, who knows? If, if we had thought more in advance, it probably would have made more sense to combine this song and the next one into one episode. But um, we're 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 real uh, yeah. DIY DIY guys over here. We're we're yoloing this. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Plus, you get um, more content. You, know, you get one more to one. We've got us. a one to one ratio co- going. Yeah, so. might just, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll follow the law, the the Chumbawamba law. Yeah. Like real anarchists. <laughs> real anarchists only respect Chumbawamba law. So, makes sense. <laughs> Alright, Dan, anything else about the uh, the lyrical content of the song? About uh, Coco colonization? Any any last words? Uh, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, like I was saying, I think it's... I think it's really cool that they took an instrumental track and still said something with it, even if it was like a very small statement. I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah, once again, that that ad at the end is so fucking creepy, and it really just like jolted me out. Like I was listening to this like a few times today at work, and every time I would kind of get into it and yeah. be like, "Oh, this is mostly an instrumental track," blah blah blah, and then that that ad comes at you, and you're like, "Oh, geez, like 
If you, if, there are no mean people in the world, just thirsty ones. <laughs> well, we'll make that part the uh, the outro to this episode. So make sure to stick around to hear yeah. the absolutely terrifying <laughs> Coca Cola sample. Yeah, yeah. You know, Halloween's coming up. You can sample it into your haunted house, <laughs> <laughs> into the haunted house you make in your garage or something. <laughs> You know, and then as far as musically goes, um, uh, you know, it is an instrumental, and I feel like, so I was I was taking notes on this as I was listening to it, and the first thing I wrote was that it sounds like a No Doubt song. Is that just me? <laughs> it really does. It's kind of, th- those horns are fucking tight, but like, it definitely feels, yeah. it feels like it came out like 10 years later. Like, if you told me this was like like, like an interlude, yeah. like a No Doubt, or like some other like mid-90s, like kind of ska punk, it would, it would fit right in. Yeah, I, I can, like, I, like, keep wanting Gwen Stefani to start singing. I'm like, wait, is this a No Doubt song? Like, I have no idea why. I have no <laughs> idea why that that's where my mind goes, but it just sounds like it. And I'm glad that we can add uh, No Doubt to the list of bands that Chumbawamba directly influenced. Um, yeah, but it's really clean, you know? Like, like it, it's a really simple, like, beat and really simple, like, rhythm, but... I don't know. I really, I really like the, I really like the horns on this album, on this song. Uh, I think they sound really good. And I really like the the fullness of them. And you know, um, as has become a recurring theme on the podcast, the the bass line. Oh, absolute slapper! <laughs> it, it's 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 so good. The bass lines on this album are the closest thing I have to religion. I think <laughs> because they're just so fucking good. And there's so many different types of bassline, and they're all exactly what their particular song needs. Yeah, they they do a really good job of like we mentioned that there's sick basslines on every album, and while that is definitely true, they all have their own unique identities. It's not like oh, they just played like the same style, same uh, same kind of bassline over and over again. Each bassline is its own individual thing. And once again, always catches me by surprise. I was like, oh yeah, this like as as an instrumental track, this is still probably one of one of the better songs of this album, in my opinion. Just between the the bassline, those horns, and the those weird kind of spooky upstrokes. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you and you're the type of person who likes to do mashups, can you mash this song up with like, I don't know, just a girl or something? I think that'd sound really sick. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know how much reach we have with the, with the mashup community, but <laughs> make it make it happen. If, if... <laughs> yeah, please make it happen and tweet at us. Yeah. Send it to our email. We'll feature it on the show, and we won't credit you. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will. We will steal your identity and claim it as our own. We will coco colonize your your mashup. Yeah. Hey, Teddy, check out this cool mashup I made. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you try to sue us we'll be like oh you're gonna sue us over your illegal mashup i'm calling the cops <laughs> yeah we're gonna get girl talk on your speaking ass speaking of the cops <laughs> do you think girl talk ever sampled chumbawamba i'm not almost sure. definitely i would not doubt it speaking of the cops uh let's take it down to chumbawamba versus the people yeah uh, so uh, this is Chumbawamba versus the people. Boom, boom. Chumbawamba <laughs> versus the people. 
We have to keep saying that because uh, this time there were no comments left on any of the video uploads here. So I guess Chumbawamba won this battle against the people. They had nothing to say. They were all yeah. just so amazed. Yeah, Chumbawamba won the litigation here. <laughs> I do just want to let yeah. you know that uh, I broke the silence. I was the first person to leave a comment on either of these uh, Chumbawamba videos for Coco Colonization. Do you want to know what my oh, comment shit. was? Yes. I'm going to let you go find it. I left it on the one dis- uploaded by by Johnny Ronnie. Also, shout out Johnny Ronnie. Oh, by Johnny Ronnie, you said. Wait, you're gonna wait. You're gonna have to link that me to that because I don't have that link. Oh, you don't have that one. Okay, I'll send it to you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm completely bowled over when daffodils <laughs> start to bloom at the end of the British winter. A kind of feeling that you know spring is about to be sprung, so to speak. <laughs> You know, it's actually funny. Johnny Ronnie's video, uh, Johnny Ronnie's video is actually a victim of the exact mistake we were just talking about, where Coca Colonization uh, it, it is like the next song is uploaded as Coca Colonization, <laughs> but it's like the last half of the actual song, just the samples, and then the entirety of the next song. Weird. Do do better, Johnny Ronnie. Don't come on the show. Jeez, Johnny Ronnie, you're canceled. If you've been listening to Chumbology uh, and you're familiar with Chumbawamba versus the people by now, typically what we do is we find the YouTube video of the song and read some of the comments that people leave on it and, you know, kind of dig through their YouTube videos and find weird shit. There are no comments on any of the YouTube videos for this song, so this is a call to action for our uh, listeners that we want you to go to the uploads on YouTube for this song and leave whatever kind of comment you want. Show this song a little love. Uh, It's kind of, you know, the one out of all the songs on the album so far, it's kind of the one that has the least love for it online. So go on, find Coca Colonization on YouTube and just say some shit, you know, like something about daffodils bowling you over, you know, whatever you want. Yeah. If, if you're looking for inspiration, you can mention uh, how the daffodils, how, how you feel when the daffodils start to bloom at the end of the early winter. I kind of feeling that he knows spring is about to be sprung, so to speak. So to speak. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my next tattoo. I'm going to get that. It's just like a band around my arm. <laughs> <laughs> is that technically a Chumbawamba tattoo? I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> it's a Chumbawamba tribute tattoo. <laughs> It, it it is the feeling that Chumbawamba instills in you. So yes, it is. I'm gonna, Chumbawamba I'm gonna steal tattoo. that and use it as a song title. That's some real like like '90s emo shit. <laughs> it really is. I feel like that's a song by like Snowing or something. You know. <laughs> so I bowled over the daffodils and went back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if someone uh, if someone listening um, know can make a bot that posts comment on YouTube videos related to Chumbawamba, you're gonna be my hero because. Um, I have a feeling this will not be the last time we encounter a song that has, like, little presence on YouTube, especially, you know, as we get into the, like, the lesser-known albums even more. Uh, so, you know, if, if, if some, like, nerd out there is able to do some nerd shit and make a bot that says things like, wow, chumbas are great, or <laughs> chumas, or, uh, something about daffodils, yeah, or, or pants you know, audio. just posting... Posting shit that doesn't actually pertain to the song, uh, 
yeah, make the bot and tell me about it so that I can be a fan, <laughs> so that I can upvote every comment. We should find whoever made the Chumbawamba bot on Twitter. Uh, shout out to Chumbawamba underscore bot uh, on Twitter, who just, it's a bot that just posts Chumbawamba lyrics, and one of the three people that we follow on Twitter. Yes, yeah, if if you're the person who made the Chumbawamba bot on Twitter, find a way to make a bot that comments on Chumbawamba YouTube videos and also come be on our show. Yeah. <laughs> come be a bot on our show. This is interview yeah, the come bot. Ma- <laughs> have your bot be we'll on our show. We'll have you on the show, but we have to like uh, put you through like one of those voice synthesizers so you sound like a robot. <laughs> and uh, the last thing I wanted to draw attention to in, in Chumbawamba versus the people, in lieu of um, there being any good comments on the YouTube videos, I did check out the mix for this song. You know how, like, when you pick a song that's, like, uploaded automatically by a label, YouTube will recommend, like, a mix, which is basically just a queue of different music videos? Yes. Um, <laughs> the mix for this song includes uh, Weezer's cover of Take On Me, Alien Ant Farm's cover of Smooth Criminal, and Primus's cover of Devil Went Down to Georgia. All all which... songs made better by their their covers. That's not true. I fucking hate Weezer. I would shoot Rivers Cuomo if there were no laws. Yeah, I was gonna say the Weezer version is fucking terrible. The original the original version of Take on Me fucking slaps. Weezer fucking sucks. Nah, it's all about that real big fish version. We'll, eh, we'll meet in the yeah, middle. Yeah, that one's fine. <laughs> That's that's kind of the neutral yeah, that's territory the between that's, the suck ass Weezer version. That's yeah. the centrism of uh, Take on Me covers. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's the Elizabeth- Weezer is for libertarians. <laughs> that is true. Well, uh, there, there. Rivers Rivers Cuomo, the only politician who's ever donated money to. Do you want to guess who it fucking was? Oh God! What well, um was it? Gary Johnson? No, it was Andrew Yang. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my god! <laughs> I would fling that man into the ocean if given the chance. Both Andrew Yang or Rivers Cuomo. Yeah, I'd f- put them both in a pod together and fling the whole pod into the ocean. <laughs> um, there, there are not very many things from my adolescence that I'm like completely embarrassed of. You know, like some things that I liked that were hokey. I'm like, okay, I was a kid. What did, what what did I know? I used to love Weezer so much, and that lasted an embarrassingly long time. And I do not understand why I liked them. I'm I'm glad that I was always an opinionated asshole because I fucking hated Weezer when I was 15, and I fucking hate Weezer now. I've yeah. always been right in my music takes. I've never had a bad music take. And I will stand yeah, by that. Yeah, if only everyone had taste like Teddy's. Yeah, you'd be set. <laughs> <laughs> if everyone had taste like me, Chumbawamba would still be a band. It's true. They would be the best-selling band of all time. It's true. They should be. They would be like the Beatles. <laughs> They're going to be by the time that we are finished with this. That's our goal is to make Chumbawamba the new Beatles. John Lennon who? Bigger than the Imagine Beatles. Imagine this fucking dick, you asshole. <laughs> John Lennon who? You've already heard of John Lennon. Meet Bafo. <laughs> Meet Dan Burt. <laughs> yeah, Dan Burt no bacon. Come on. You're only for, you're forgetting about the uh, seminal member of Temple Mode, Derek Dog. His con- con- contribution of bark. All right, Teddy. Uh, do you have any final thoughts about coca colonization? 
for a song with no lyrics, it still manages to, it manages to be political, which is very impressive. Um, it yeah. absolutely slaps uh, for being an instrumental track, and uh, I'm a I'm a big fan. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I agree. I'm I'm with you on that. I think I think that fucking creepy Coca Cola ad at the end is worth the price of admission alone. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, you know, you were touching on something before about how it sounds like a song that came out like ten years later than it did. You know, uh, when like third wave ska was had its like brief moment of like mainstream uh, popularity. Really, just like their this... their use of sampling in the 80s really yeah. always impresses me. Like, I know that people were sampling yeah. in the 80s, but the fact that they managed to blend it so seamlessly in with, like, this, like, weird, like, ska reggae track really feels like some shit that would have come yeah. out in, like, the early 2000s. It really reminds me of uh, Sonic Boom 6, if that's a band that more than, like, seven people care about. I found them on um, one of the uh, a compila- compilation album I got at Warp Tour, and it's like this. It's like very like Hell sample yeah. heavy, like UK ska, and they fucking hate cops as well, which is what drew it, me to it when I was sixteen. And listening to Tremble Woman, <laughs> it's like, oh, I get where this band like not stole, but like like definitely got a lot of their inspiration from. Yeah. So uh, those Warp Tour compilations had some fucking great bands that you never heard of again. Bang on them. for Your Buck was literally how I found out about Jeff Rosenstock. Was there was there was a bomb the music industry yeah. song in there, and that's how I found this band Sonic Boom Six and the Flaming Tsunamis, who we also mentioned in this Hell episode. Yeah. So shout out to Weird Ska yeah. getting distributed by who to put out? It was the, the Bang for Your Buck compilations. Shout out to Asbestos Records for single-handedly shaping my music taste with Warp Tour uh, disc like sampler handouts. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm, I'm gonna give a shout out to LimeWire for for the <laughs> same thing. Uh, I I when I was like 13 years old, um, downloaded a lot of music, a lot of which was uh, honestly Chumbawamba, which. <laughs> I know now as an adult is what they would have wanted. So hell yeah, piracy. <laughs> I I never use LimeWire. Really? Really. That that's my claim to fame. I used really wow. weird obscure music downloading sources and then jumped right into torrents. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, if you had to rate Coca colonization, I'm going to give it 0 out of 0 YouTube comments. Um, Whoa. <laughs> Granting it an infinity rating. <laughs> I'm going to give it uh, whatever you get when you divide zero YouTube comments by zero YouTube comments. That's what I just said. You stole my bit. No, no, no. There's there's a distinction here. Zero out of zero is zero divided by zero. Zero out of zero is not the same as zero divided by yes, zero. Yes, it is. Teddy. Go get a fucking... <laughs> Get a fucking clue. I see how this is. This is fucking classism. This is because I don't have a college degree, Mister Smarty Pants, <laughs> with your fucking playwriting. You don't even know what I studied. You Every studied, time we you talk, studied you like something like different. theater, theater <laughs> management. You studied hotel <laughs> management at Arizona State University. I, I, I <laughs> you got me. I studied hotel management. I'm a failure. I've never managed a hotel. That was an incredibly deep cut. That was um, Syracuse used to claim whenever people would ask him where he was going to school, he said he was going to Arizona State University for hotel management when he really just didn't Amazing. go to college. Shout out to Ryan Syracuse. Yeah, Ryan, come on the pod. <laughs> come on the podcast. Everyone should come on the podcast. No, we'll get everyone on here eventually. we got a lot more episodes yeah. to do. Um, if you want to come on the podcast 
if you if you think you have a have a voice for radio or have some hidden knowledge about Chumbo one where you think would be useful, uh, send us an email or a DM. Or you do some like cool le- leftist organizing. Yeah, that too. Any anything where you think that you would be a valuable asset to us. So this is on you. If you do a bad job, it's your fault. Yeah, we're gonna send all the hate mail directly to yeah. to your home. Because the requirement to being on the show is that you have to give us your address. You have to give us your home address, and then you also have to give us your parents' address. So if you do bad, we can write to them. I'll send your mother a strongly worded letter. (laughs) We'll send your parents a report card. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Speaking of report cards. uh, (laughs) That's a good transition. (laughs) Thank you. I, I, I planned it and everything. No, I didn't. Improv, yes, and um, this week on leftism of the week, we're going to talk briefly about the Chicago teachers' strike. Uh, if you're not up to date with the news on this, um, the Chicago Teachers Union and SEIU Local 73, which is a union of public service officials in Illinois and Northwest Indiana, basically like uh, school staff, like uh, like like office admins, stuff of that nature, uh, they are striking amid tense contract negotiation negotiations with Chicago public schools. Um, SEIU 73 and CPS have struck a tentative deal, but the union pledges not to cross the teacher's picket line, which is very good. Uh, no one's going back to work until everyone goes back to work. Hell yeah. Uh, basically the root, the root cause of this, uh, the root cause of this massive strike is that the teachers in Chicago public schools have been working under an expired contract for 120 days and counting. They have a counter uh, on their website, which we'll link in the show notes. For those of you who don't know, teachers typically renegotiate their contracts every school year. um, And 120 days means the teachers in Chicago have been working under expired contracts for almost the length of a school year. You know, school years are typically like 180 some odd days give or take uh and the 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 head of chicago public schools and the mayor of chicago are just like not cooperating with uh what the teachers are demanding and basically their demands boil down to you know some really simple things right they want better pay and benefits because the pay and benefits that they've been receiving are not keeping up with inflation and the cost of living in a major uh city um they want more fully staffed schools because uh, in in cutting budgets, um, so Chicago public schools have been eliminating a lot of uh, support staff, like nurses, librarians, etc. Um, and without that support staff, it's really impeding the teachers' like ability to do good work with their students. Uh, they want smaller class sizes um, because you know some teachers are reporting as many as 40, 50 kids in a single class. And they just want basically like a more firm commitment from the city of Chicago and Chicago public schools to making the schools safer and more accessible and making sure the teachers are adequately compensated for their work. You know, all simple yeah, shit when shit. you say it like that, right? <laughs> like, shit that really makes it, it, sense. Oh, Oh gee, like they're they're striking so that they can make a living wage and not fear for their lives and also be able to actually do their job of connecting with their students because they don't have to handle 50 of them at a time. Like, oh gee, these fucking teachers and all their wants. Like 
it's really a sign of capitalism decaying that like the quote unquote good jobs that people always like look to like nurses and teachers are the ones having to go on strike because even their pay and their conditions have got so fucking unlivable in this capitalist nightmare we live in. Right. Yeah. It fucking sucks. Uh, so, you know, uh, much love to the Chicago teachers union. This is, this fucking rules. Um, and you know, they have a whole, uh, page on their website for, uh, statements of solidarity from like uh, uh, other teachers unions and uh, you know education associations, and so I'm really hoping that they uh, will take this as a statement of solidarity and link to our podcast on their website. <laughs> yeah, we we stand in solidarity with every strike and every union except police unions. Fuck them. Yep, I'm I'm with you. Um, as of today, October 28th, when we're recording. The strike continues because Chicago Public Schools is refusing to allocate an additional $38 million, which is only 0.5% of the school district's total budget, to further fund the union's demands. Um, You know, the union has been coming to the table and, and in my mind, making very reasonable demands. The school district and the city are just like, nah. Yeah, fuck them. What's cool about this to me is that Chicago Public Schools is one of the biggest school districts in the country. And I just think it rules that the teachers are able to collectively organize and demand their fair contract, despite the fact that there are so many of them to organize, right? And it just really speaks to the fact that there is strength in numbers. There's strength in uh, in in working with your fellow unions, like the teachers are doing with the school support staff union. Um, and, and, and it just fucking rules. Unions rule. Um, it's great. I love it. I was in Chicago this past weekend and when we were walking around, uh, downtown, we saw a march that the teachers union and their allies were doing. And it was one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time. There was a guy playing a bucket drum, uh, with another guy who was playing a melodica of seven nation army for some (laughs) reason. I'm like, hell yeah, this rules. I don't know why this is happening in the teachers union March, but fuck it. Like there are no rules. (laughs) Hell yeah. Um, just to, to follow up with that. Um, there, there were some stats released recently that, um, last year and this year are the highest number of striking workers and, uh, work stoppages we've seen since the, uh, mid eighties as of now, 2019 is, uh, projected to be the highest level since 1983. Um, so protests and things like that really dropped off around 2000 when our country became completely fucking brainwashed by the war on terror and all that bullshit. So it's glad to see. I'm glad to see uh, labor making a comeback and workers uh, standing up for their rights. Hell yeah. Yeah. Unionize your workplace. Kill your boss (laughs) in a parody sense. Listen to Chumbawamba. There are no mean people in the world. Just thirsty ones. No really bad guys. Just guys who are hot and tired and bugged. Coca-Cola can take care of them. There's something good-natured about the taste of Coke. A sort of uh, get-the-chip-off-your-shoulder niceness that lets the real you shine through. In fact, you could say, the special kind of goodness in Coke brings out the goodness in people. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Chumbology, a Chumbawamba anthology podcast. The song that you heard on today's episode was Coco Colonization by Chumbawamba off of their first album, Pictures of Starving Children Sell Records. As always, we don't really have the rights to this, but I doubt that they had the rights to that Coca-Cola jingle. So, eye for an eye. As we mentioned earlier in the episode today, if you want to send us uh, some fan mail or feedback or any notes about the album you'd like that you would like us to discuss or read on air during our uh, wrap-up episode, you can send those over to chumbologypod at gmail.com. That's C-H-U-M-B-O-L-O-G-Y. Pod at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Chumbology Rocks or visit our website, Chumbology.rocks. Thanks. <laughs>